Island Church in Galveston, Texas, welcomes you to our podcast. Be encouraged by Pastor Rusty Martin as he teaches the Word of God. Now let the fight be over on your side and on your part. And I will impart a grace into your very soul. As the scripture says, I will restore your soul. And a joy and a peace shall rise up out of you that is very, very contagious. And it will get on others around you. And as you begin to just laugh, ha, 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 and rejoice with a ha, ha, ha in your heart and in your mouth, it shall begin to spread like a wildfire throughout your family, bringing healing and restoration. And the joy that is upon you shall manifest in them. And they will see it as such a small thing and wonder why in the world did we ever let that come between us. And you'll have times of great rejoicing and the joy of the Lord shall strengthen you in the fight so that you'll be able to achieve the victories that I've put in your heart and see that which I've said is yours come into your possession and into your hand. Hallelujah. Miracles. Everybody say miracles. They are an alteration in the natural order of things. This being Christmas and me being very, very familiar with this message, I'm going to preach on the greatest miracle. That's what we're celebrating. Whether, whether society, whether the retailers, the wholesalers, whether anybody else knows this, the church should know that without any question whatsoever, Christmas is a miracle. The result of a miracle. One of the most outstanding, profound miracles that has ever happened on this earth. I believe, I don't try to weigh and compare these. But in their effect upon our lives, the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ and He being raised from the dead are two things that God has done outside the natural order of things that affect the life of every person on this planet. Now, of those that receive it, walk in it, joy in it, live in it, it's a positive effect. Of those that reject it, don't want nothing to do with it, it's a very negative effect. Amen? I mean, there's really no gray areas. Those that believe will be saved. Those that don't will be damned. People have to be born again. Jesus said that. You must be born again. And the Bible said, He made a way where there seemed to be no way. Israel lived under a covenant. Kind of like, I guess everybody can relate to this at Christmas time, kind of like a credit card. And that credit card was made up of a priesthood and bleeding sacrifices in which they had access to God that one day God would bring redemption and they would end up with God in heaven. That was accomplished through the work of the Lord Jesus Christ. But today we're going to study what the Bible calls the incarnation or the clothing of the flesh. Luke chapter 1. You can go there and we'll begin to read in just a moment. But Luke chapter 1 and the event that took place 
it's not an isolated incident that just happened and was recorded in Luke chapter 1. It was actually foretold and prophesied. You know, the Bible talks about God using prophets to, to speak into the earth His plans, His purposes, and His will. And, and really, if you want to go look it up, Isaiah chapter 7, I believe in that chapter around verse 14 or around there somewhere, you'll find out we're in a contention uh, between some nations and two prophets that were involved. God says this, in the days that'll come, I'm going to give you a sign. Everybody say a sign. And this is going to be the sign. A virgin is going to conceive. Everybody say impossible. That's impossible. A virgin shall conceive, shall bring forth a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Everybody say God with us. On that starry night, in which Jesus was born, in the manger of Bethlehem, God came to earth. I ought to get a better amen than that. God, God came to earth. God came to earth. Now, let's, let's pick up the story here in Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1, beginning there in verse... Uh, now let's start in verse 26. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel, now notice this term, was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin. Everybody say a virgin. Now that word virgin means to be pure by choice. To a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David and the virgin's name was Mary. Now let me just say this. Now, now I don't want to be crude, but I want to give you a little picture of the day and the hour in which Mary lived. Mary obviously had been kept. I did some study on this and it amazed me. Because we just kind of think, you know, she's just this young girl kind of hanging out. That's not true. Obvious by those around her and by her parents, she had been kept because most of the young women of that region had been raped by the Roman army. When they came in as an army of occupation, they took what they wanted across the board. And to find a Jewish girl still pure by choice was a rare thing. And God knew that. And at the most inopportune time in history, He went to the right place and found the right person. Now let me say this. You say, well, what, 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 how is that relevant to us today? Because many times we read this story and we don't draw any relevance from it, we're actually in this story, there is a tremendous amount of relevance to our life today. Each and every one of you that is here, if you know that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, then God has not made a mistake. He's come to the right person at the right time. You've received the right spirit. You've been redeemed by the Lord. You've left death and entered into life. You've left darkness and entered into light. Amen? You are a born-again child of God. Heaven is your home. Jesus is your Lord. And you have a purpose on this earth. That ought to give you value and self-worth. God values you that much. Now, this angel came to the right place at the right time. What he came with was word. Everybody say word. The angel came into her and said, now notice here's the word, Hail thou that are highly favored, the Lord is with thee, blessed art thou among woman, women. Now, in the New Testament, which we know, uh, just simple 
biblical study, the Old Testament or Old Covenant written in Hebrew, translated into our English language, New Testament written in Greek, translated into our English language. The word bless and blessed. When we speak of men or mankind, we are blessed. Everybody say, I'm blessed. Many times it means empowered. There's all types of different uh, uh, definitions of the word blessed, but most of the time it means to be empowered. But now, when it talks about God, God is blessed. Everybody say blessed. So when we understand that, then we understand we're blessed, God is blessed. Are you with me? Now, it says, the angel came into her and said, Hail thou that are highly favored. Everybody say highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed or empowered art thou among women. Now notice the next verse. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and cast in her mind, in her mind, in her mind, what manner of salutation this should be. Now, how many have Catholic background? A lot, a lot of you. Leah, Leah has a Catholic background. In Catholicism, they have deified Mary. I did a little bit of study because I have preached this in, in, in whole nations that were Catholic nations, and you better be sure of what you're saying. Not only has Mary been canonized as, canonized as a, quote, co-redemptress. You say, what do you mean by that? Well, you've got the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost, and the Blessed Mother. Now, this is not Scripture. This is not Scripture. This is not right, nor is this true. You say, well, that offends my Catholicism. Get healed of it. Amen? Now, you must understand that they consider her birth to have been immaculately conceived. And her mother, Anne, they actually celebrate St. Anne's Day. That's the mother of Mary. But in reality, Mary is just like you and just like me. There is no difference other than the location she was in and the assignment she was given. And she acts just like you and I do many times when the Word of God comes to us and we begin to consider it in our minds. We don't accept it in our spirit. When we hear a word about healing or a word about giving or a word about restoration or a word about this or a word about that, the first thing we do is cast in our mind what manner of salutation this should be. This is human resistance. We all have it. I said we all have it. That's why we must renew our minds. That's my, now listen, this is why we must concern ourselves with spiritual things. This is why we need to walk in the Spirit. This is why we need to embrace the Word. And this is why we need to win the warfare of the mind so that every miracle God brings into our life, we don't question it and talk God out of it. She's in the process of trying to talk God out of Christmas. Amen. I can tell right now. Some of you go go home. You go tell your love. I went to church. They talked about Mary trying to talk God out of Christmas. Well, wait till the end of the story. All right. She's just like you and me. Just like you and I. Amen. So the angel he goes back to work, and any time angels go back to work, they do it according to the word of God. So he begins to impart more word, and the angel said. Said under, fear not. So the first thing that happened to her was what? Fear. Many times that's what happened. When God wants to bring a miracle into your life and God speaks a word into your life that produces a miracle, many times the first emotion that tries to raise up is fear. Well, how's it going to happen? Where's it going to happen? Why is it going to happen? I don't know if I'm doing it. I don't know if I'm worried. No, just listen. You've got to let the word of God dispel the fear. 
He said, fear not. Everybody say, fear not. Fear not, Mary, thou hast found favor with God. Behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and shall bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. Everybody say, Jesus. He shall be great, shall be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. He shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Now look at the next verse, verse 34. Then Mary said unto the angel, O glory to God, I've been waiting my whole life to be used of God. I've been going to that Bible study, I've been going to that church and telling God, I'm available, Lord, and now you've showed up, I'm so happy. Is that what she said? Many times we say the same thing. She says, how can this be? Seeing I know not a man. Pretty good question. Pretty good question. But what are we talking about? We're talking about miracles. Alterations in the natural order of things. And when God is bringing a miracle into your life, a miracle of seed that will be produced, a miracle in you and through you to bless others, you're going to question, how in the world is that going to happen? How is that going to happen? Well, you've got to trust God. You've got to trust God that, now listen, this is a very important point. You've got to trust God that encapsulated within His Word is the power necessary to make anything that word say says come to pass. Amen. Now let me try that again. You really need to hear that. You've got to trust God that encapsulated in His Word is anything you need to believe God to cause that Word to come to pass. Oh, glory to God. I said glory to God. Some of you, listen, some of you are carrying miracle seed on the inside of your heart you don't even know about. There are things you've been saying, things you've been dreaming, things in your imagination you've been seeing, and you've dared to question, could that be God? Could that be God? Could that be... It is God. It is God. It's not a fantasy. It's God trying to communicate to you that which you cannot produce for yourself in order for Him to get the glory and you to get the benefit of what you're believing Him for. How shall this be? How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, Now listen to these three words. The Holy Ghost. I don't know how people live for God without the Holy Ghost. Amen? I mean the Spirit that abides through the new birth. The Spirit that empowers as you receive baptismal measure of that spirit and you speak in a language you've never intellectually learned, how do you live for God without that? He is saying this, in bringing this miracle to pass, I'm going to include the Holy Ghost. Who is the Holy Ghost? He is the one who is tangible. He is the one who is active. He is the one that has the unique ability to take that which is in the unseen realm and cause it to show up in the seen realm. I'm telling you, He is God as much as God the Father is God, as much as God the Word is God, the Holy Ghost is God, and I guarantee you there's nothing He can't do. He's just got to be put in a position where He can do it. 
And it's the Word of God and your obedience to that Word that positions the Holy Ghost to be able to produce the miracle that you need in your life. But remember, you've got resistance in you. You've got to break down that resistance. Now, Mary is being broke down by an angel. But you've got something better than an angel. You say, what's better than an angel? You've got the five-fold ministry. You've got the Word of God in every translation that's ever been written from way back when it was first translated until today. You've got proof positive in your own life, in the lives of other people, that God is a miracle-working God. You've seen it happen. You've heard it happen. You've seen the testimonies. You know that God can do anything you can believe Him to do. Everybody say, the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee. The power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. Now notice this. And behold thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath also conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. Everybody say barren. Now how'd you like to be called that? There goes old barren. Amen? When you begin to realize, hand me a uh, uh, Kleenex right there. Other side. Thank you, ma'am. Now, if you're called barren everywhere you go, you've never had a child, your husband is a, works in the priesthood, Amen? I guarantee you that weighs on your self-esteem. You know what everybody says. And it's amazing how cruel people can be. But thank God for miracles. <laughs> Her husband, Zacharias, was ministering in the temple. And what happened? His eyes were opened to the spirit realm. And an angel began to talk to him about what God was fixing to do in his life. And he began to doubt it, and the angel shut his mouth up. And now, I like the way the angel put it. This is the sixth month. Everybody knows about the sixth month you begin to what? You begin to show. That means there's evidence. I mean, probably for the first three or four months, you go around telling everybody I'm pregnant. They were saying, yeah, we'll see, we'll see. Six months, everybody's going, did you know? Did you know, old Baron? Is not barren anymore. God will always, now listen to me, God will always include a testimony of somebody that's going through what you're going through right now and they got on the other side and they received a miracle from God and God gave them the breakthrough that they needed and everybody rejoiced and God will include that in your life to show you that you're not the only one that's ever gone through this. Come on church. There's a lot of people out there that's gone through what you're going through. There's a lot of people that stood in faith, believed God, got the miracle they were believing God for, and now they've gone on serving the Lord. Amen? So everybody say the Holy Ghost and the inspiration of a testimony. Now watch this. I like this part. And behold thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath also conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month with her who was called barren, for with God nothing shall be impossible. Now this is a scripture, I call this, in thinking about gears. How many remember when we used to drive cars and we had a clutch and gears? I guess some 
hot rods and stuff like that are still like that today. But I had several cars where I had a, had a clutch, had to push in the clutch, shift it in a particular gear, and it would go down the road. Amen? Now, I see this scripture as a, as a, as a clutch that pushes in and puts your mind in neutral. Because the first thing she questioned, the second thing she saw the impossibility. But God included the Holy Ghost and the testimony of someone else that's going through what she's going through. And all of a sudden, He speaks a word that put her mind in a neutral gear. You say, what do you mean a neutral gear? Listen to it. Listen to the scripture. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Let me read it. In the, I love it in the Amplified. Listen to it in the Amplified. Let me find it here. For with God, nothing is ever impossible. Now listen to this. No word from God shall be without power or impossible of fulfillment. Do you have a word from God? I said, do you have a word from God? So no, no word from God is without power or impossible of fulfillment. Now you can try with your mind to figure that out. Amen? That's like uh, Pastor John Osteen used to say this. He used to say, it's hard to come back from a place you've never been. I quit trying to figure that out. Amen? He used to say to Pastor Doty, where does your lap go when you stand up? I quit trying to figure that out. <laughs> Amen? There are some things you don't need to try and figure out. This scripture right here, for with God, nothing is impossible. For with God, nothing is impossible. For with God, nothing... You ought to take that scripture, you ought to say it all day long the rest of the day. For with God, nothing is impossible. 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 For with God, nothing, 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 nothing is impossible. Come on, church. No matter how hard the case, no matter what the doctor has said, no matter what your finances say, no matter what's going on in your life, if you get God involved, the outcome, no matter how impossible it may seem, all of a sudden the probability of God will overcome the impossibilities of man. Amen? Now, now look at the next scripture. For with God nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, now listen to this. Mary said, Behold the handmaiden of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And poof, the angel departed, disappeared. Now, in this scripture we see the simplicity. You think Mary had everything figured out when she said that? Oh, I got it all figured out now, yeah. Here's how, where, why. No, she didn't have... She had no more figured out than when that angel first appeared. Amen. She had it no more figured out than she probably did the day he rose from the dead. Because these things are beyond the human mind figuring them out. You've got to realize that. But when she said, Behold the handmaiden of the Lord, she gave us a picture of what needs to happen whenever we have encounters with the Word. 
Amen. You say, what do you mean? Whenever there is an encounter with the Word, there needs to be a conception. Listen, God's all about reproduction. He's all about reproduction. He wants to reproduce His nature in you. He wants to reproduce His health in you. He wants to reproduce His wealth in you. He wants to produce His glory in you. He wants to produce His joy in you. He wants to reproduce. And He wants you to take that word out so others can have it reproduced in them. Are you with me? Now listen, when Mary said, Behold the handmaiden of the Lord. Be it unto me according to thy word. Everybody say word. Everybody say word. Now, the word, word is translated two different ways in the Greek in the New Testament. There is the word logos. Everybody say logos or logos. And there is the word rhema. Everybody say rhema. Now the word logos or logos is the written word upon the page. The word rhema is the word that comes off the page, comes into the womb of your spirit, makes conception in you, and becomes real to you. It is the word that God has spoken to you. It is the word that God has spoken to you. We, we, uh, uh, this man went on to be with the Lord in 2003. Brother Kenneth E. Hagin. Mark eleven twenty three. Whosoever shall say on this mountain, Be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, shall not doubt in his heart, but believe those things which he saith shall come to pass, shall have whatsoever they say. Therefore I say unto you, Whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe you receive, and you shall have it. Now he laid 16 months paralyzed as a 16-year-old boy going into the 17th year, incurable blood disease, deformed heart, paralysis, dying, dying. The only preacher that came and talked to him said this, Be patient, my son, it'll soon be over. But that scripture, those two... Verses of Scripture became a rhema to him because he continued in the Word. Listen, it's that simple. Continue in my Word. You are my disciples indeed. You shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. He continued in the Word. He continued in the Word. And one day he got up off that bed and spent 64 years in fruitful ministry changing the way the entire body of Christ viewed the subject of faith. God demonstrated signs, wonders, and miracles through His ministry all those years. Now, people would say this. Well, that was Him. And He was a great... No, no. God did not usurp any laws. And God did not hold back anything that would try to keep Him from getting that on the earth. He just got a rhema. I said, He just got a rhema from God. He got a word that was real to Him... That, uh, what was he when, he when he went to heaven? 86? I think it was 86. They said he was supposed to be dead at 16. Three doctors said, we've never seen anybody that's had this condition live past age 16. Well, he lived 70 more years. Why? Because that word encapsulated enough power not only to help him live 70 more years, but to make him effective in the kingdom of God. Now listen. When Mary said, Behold the handmaiden of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. This is not some strange mystery locked up in a vault in the Vatican that only those of the high order of spirituality can look into. This is so simple. When Mary said, 
Behold the handmaiden of the Lord. Be it unto me according to thy word. First thing that happened, the Holy Ghost got activated. He took all that word that had been spoken from Genesis 3.15. All that word that Moses prophesied, that David sang about, that, that, that all the major and minor prophets spoke about Jesus. All that word. He gathered it up. He dropped it out of the spirit realm. It ran down into her spirit, through her spirit, into her physical body, and Jesus was conceived in her womb. Is the same thing going to happen to you? Now, you're not going to go have a child like this. Don't, don't even try. We, we dealt with that once. We don't want to deal with it again. Say it's your finances. You're studying the Word. You're reading prosperity scriptures. You're seeing how God blessed Israel. You see that Jesus was made poverty so that you could be abundantly supplied. You tithe, you offer, you give what you can. And all that Word about prosperity... One day, in one moment of time, in one instant of time, can fall out of that spirit realm by the Holy Ghost and come right down into your life and go right into your bank account. The next thing you know, you're prospering like you never did before. Your physical health, words of healing, speaking all down through the scriptures about how you've been delivered from the power of darkness, how the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. All of these different things swirls in that unseen realm, but all of a sudden it becomes a rhema. It becomes alive. It becomes a word that God has spoken to you. Be it unto me. Be that healing unto me according to your word. The next thing you know, that word of healing comes down and touches that pancreas, touches those kidneys, touches that liver, touches that heart, touches that blood, touches that injury, touches and you're made every whit whole in Jesus' name. Amen. And you've got to understand through redemption and through the new birth, your identity, oh my goodness, I can't get into that. <laughs> you say, why is your nose running? I took... A 10-mile airboat ride at 31 degrees. May make your nose run a little bit. Everything about redemption identifies you with everything that Christ is right now. And it's in the unseen, but your adherence to it and a rhema from God will cause you to realize, I am what God says I am. I have what God says I have. I can do what God says I can do. There's not a devil on the earth that can stop me. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. That's why the word is so important. The word is the seed of God. Now let me close my time. Listen to this. This is so cool. <laughs> and Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste into a city of Judah and entered into the house of Zacharias and saluted Elizabeth. Now remember who Elizabeth, that's old Baron, right? <laughs> saluted Elizabeth. And it, now listen, listen, it came to pass when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary that the babe, that's John the Baptist, leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. Now wait a minute. Elizabeth being filled with the Holy Ghost. We don't see the Holy Ghost till Acts chapter 2 when people are filled. But now Elizabeth is filled with the Holy Ghost. Now here comes Mary 
And listen, this is the key to your miracle. Get around people that are believing God for miracles. Because other people will talk you out of it. They'll talk you out of it. Amen? So she heard about uh, 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 Elizabeth from who? From the angel. So she goes to Elizabeth's house. And when Elizabeth, and when Mary walks in the door, Elizabeth has an event. <laughs> this is why your miracle is so important. Because your miracle can inspire a miracle in someone else. Mary walks in, and Elizabeth starts glorifying God. You can go read the rest of it. She prophesies, she glorifies God. And all of a sudden, in her womb, John the Baptist began to do a Pentecostal dance. Amen. The greater miracle of Christmas and redemption activated the lesser miracle of John the Baptist in the womb of Elizabeth. Which means the greater miracle of that which God has already done for us in Christ Jesus activates every other miracle you need in life if you will just allow it to do it and allow the Holy Ghost to come upon you and celebrate that word. She says, to whence is the mother of my Lord? Who told you? Inside information. Everybody say inside information. The Spirit of God wants you to have inside information, expectancy for a miracle, faith in your heart, devil-busting authority, and He wants you to go out into this world, receive the miracles you need so that you can be miracles for other people. If you'll do that, you'll be able to experience in your life alterations in the natural order of things to the point that some of them can become so outstanding that they stagger the imagination. I'm telling you, God wants to unleash some things in this day and hour that just the event of them happening will blow people's mind and draw them into the kingdom of God. Somebody's got to believe for them. I said, somebody's got to believe for them. Well, we're just going to wait around and see if they're going to happen. Well, you'll probably wait around until you go to heaven. But if you'll make a decision, there's something in that book right there. There's power in that book. There's cure for cancer in that book. There's cure for AIDS in that book. There's zillions of dollars in that book. There's joy in that book. There's healing in that book for every situation. There's nothing that's impossible with God. And that's who I'm going to serve. And that's going to be my source. Because He is a God of the miraculous. Amen? Lift your hands and thank God. Father, we thank You this morning for the miracle of Christmas. God incarnate. Emmanuel. God with us. We're so thankful He's here with us today. He's in the form of a message that we preach and teach. He's in the person of the Holy Ghost that abides in our hearts and comes upon us and empowers us. We thank you this morning for that which you do for us as your people. Praise God. Lift your hands. Father, we thank you for this day. That what you're doing in us, for us, and through us. Lord, as we do, we claim the protection, the safety afforded us by the covenant of Christ that we walk in. Lord, whether we travel on the highways, the seaways, the airways, the railways, any other mode of travel or transportation. We thank you, Lord. Psalms 91 belongs to us.
No evil befalls us. No plague comes near our dwelling place. Angels have charge of us. Lord, many will travel to, to their loved ones. Father, we thank you. No problems whatsoever. That you'll return us all back next Sunday. As it says in Job, nothing lacking, nothing missing in our lives in Jesus' name. Lord, we lift up those, Lord, for Victor and his family as they're in Nigeria, Lord God, and others that are traveling to other places. Father, thank you that you bless them where they're at. Cause them to be a blessing in Jesus' name. Lord, those, those of us that, that work next week, thank you in the righteous labor of our hands, we're protected. No trauma, no terror, no, no evil plans of wicked men. Thank you, Father, we abide under the shadow of the Most High. And Lord, especially at this time of the year, let that door of utterance be wide open for us here at Island Church. Let us speak your word. Let us live your word. Let us be a manifestation of the joy and peace that this day and hour afford us in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for it. Lord, we thank you as we leave here today. We walk in faith and love towards you and love toward one another. Thank you for Island Church. We leave as the ambassadors of Christ you've called us to be. Thanking you, Lord, here at Island Church, we're covered by the blood, empowered by the word, and anointed by the Holy Ghost. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Island Church's podcast. To find out more information about Island Church in Galveston, Texas, visit our website at islandchurchgalveston.com.